0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily Show for Friday, December the 24th. It's Christmas Eve, and I brought back some of the old music to indicate the fact that we're not actually doing news updates for the next week or so. We're going to be doing listener call-ins. So today we're getting a message from Sendil. Take it away. Adrian, hey, this is Sendil Krishnan from Greensboro, North Carolina in the United States. Wanted to thank you for your show. Um, I've really just gotten hooked on it in the last uh, year, year and a half. Uh, I work at the hospital, so we pretty much just live COVID, and your show has really helped me get through all this. But I guess the question would be, is there any game which has gotten good praise and love by many people, but it's just not your cup of tea? You just cannot seem to get into it no matter how much you try. Okay. Thank you very much, Sendil, for calling in for the question and for the kind words. Uh, And it's a very interesting question, right? What's a game that is very popular but I can't really get into? And it's also a difficult one for me to answer because I tend not to play games that I already know I'm not going to like, right? I think there's a niche that I tend to follow that you all know very well roguelikes and deck builders and indie games that do experimental stuff. And so it's pretty rare that I'm going to pick up a game that comes out to universal acclaim and I'm not already going to like it because I'll probably know going in. That being said, it has, of course, happened. Because otherwise, how would I know what I like and don't like? <laughs> and I think if I were to do this in broad strokes, it would just have to be like the standard AAA open world game. I think particularly about Ubisoft games, right? Assassin's Creed, Watchdogs, Far Cry. These are games that, when I play them, I'm just kind of bored. And it feels very weird to say that because there's a reason why these games are so popular. There's a reason why it sells millions of copies. It's because. To a lot of people, they're amazing games, and they put hundreds and hundreds of hours into them. And I'm just like, eh. And so that's a real shame, for, in my opinion. You know, I, I really wish I could enjoy every video game, but of course, you know, like 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 you said, sometimes it's just not your cup of tea. Now, I will say, not all open world games are like this. Like, I really liked Skyrim. I like Minecraft. If you want to count that, Breath of the Wild was very good. So it's really to me about how you approach that that design concept. I think you could say the same thing about the Battle Royale genre. Fortnite, PUBG, Apex Legends. That is a genre that I would really, really love on paper. I love the idea of it. And I would really, really love it if I was good at the games. I guess particularly first-person shooters. If it's something like Fall Guys, I would probably like that game a lot. But, you know, the fact that I'm bad at shooters and then they put that into a Battle Royale format just means that what I do is I spend like 20 minutes looting a bunch of stuff and just for somebody to like shoot me in the face and die. And I I never got anything done. I have to start from square one again, right? Whereas with a standard multiplayer shooter, you just immediately respawn and you get to try again. So again, right? Like something that is insanely popular, all of those games. And I, I just can't, I can't get the full enjoyment that I want out of it. I can have a good time with it. I've actually had a lot of good times playing Apex, uh, particularly, but then that fizzles out when I don't actually get anything done. Okay, so then probably a better approach to look at this is what is a game in a genre that you already like that you were not able to get into? And so I took a look through all of the games that I played this year because I keep a little gaming journal. And there was one game that stuck out to me and it was Prey from Arcane. So these are the people who made Dishonored. They most recently released Deathloop and they did the Prey reboot from 2017. And this is a game I went into it and I really, really, really wanted to love it. You know, I was ready to get immersed into it. I love the design concepts that they have of just letting you do whatever you want to get your task done. And all the hard work that they put into the world building, and the different supernatural powers, and all of this stuff. I absolutely adore it when I watch it. But then when I played it, I don't know, it just never clicked. I wasn't able to really sink my teeth into it. Part of it may have been the fact that it was horror, and I'm not a huge horror fan, but I don't think it was that, because... I think in this case, the, the scary elements actually helped me enjoy the game. So that was too bad. That kind of let me down. But hey, you can't love every game, right? And, and I've played so many games this year that I really, really did love. And I would still recommend Prey to People because it's obviously really well acclaimed and for good reason. I can recognize the good things. So anyway, folks, there's a, there's a few answers for you there. Feel free to write in. Tell me some of your own answers without getting too negative, of course. And that's going to be all for me today. Once again, if you'd like to submit your own question, vgamingobserver.com slash feedback. Super simple to send something in. And the next few days of shows might be a little funky just because it's Christmas. So I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like yet. But things will return to normal next week with uh, plenty more listener Q&A. And then back with the news into the next year, okay? Before we go, it is Friday, so I would like to say thank you very much to the TGO producers, Anna Marie, Andrew, Anthony, Bernie, Emmanuel, Rail, Raw Death21, Red Flem Rob Matzker, and Telesthesia. Thank you all so much. Have a great Christmas if you celebrate. And until next time, happy gaming everyone. Hey it's the TGO after show. Oh man. Uh today I had a very, very fun day because I did my first ever speed run of a video game. Can you believe it? Oh my God. So I did a super Mario 64 speed run. The category was 16 stars and uh, man, I had a lot of fun. So the reason why I'm doing this is because once again, this happens a lot with the single YouTuber that I watch by the name of Northern Lion, but he'll play something. And then I'm like, Oh, that looks like a lot of fun. And then I'll play it. And then I'm hooked. You know, it happened with super auto pets. And so anyway, kind of out of nowhere, it's not really his style of, of, show for him to, to do on Twitch. But uh, he just started doing these these random Super Mario 64 speed runs because uh, his friends were doing them. And I was watching him do it. And I was like, man, that's actually like really simple. You just got to follow a few instructions. And all of a sudden you're beating this, you know, crazy long game in well however long. Right. I think the 16 star category is 20 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that uh, for the world record. And so on my first try, I beat the whole game in, I think, an hour, under an hour. I didn't actually time it because I didn't think I would be able to pull it off. And I I only followed, like, a few little things for guides. Uh, Otherwise, it was all just from watching him try and figure it out himself. And so I've, this is the other thing is I've literally never played Super Mario 64 before. I, like, I might have played, like, the 3DS version or the DS version when I was eight, but I, I don't remember it, you know? So if anything goes wrong in the run, I literally have zero clue what I'm supposed to do afterwards. Uh, the entirety of Super Mario 64 to me is the 15 different things I have to do in order to acquire the the various stars. Everything else is horse blinders. So anyway, I find that pretty funny. But I'm also really impressed with myself that I managed to get it done relatively easily, you know? So I don't know. I might try and do like some streaming of it myself because just because I feel like it would be a really fun thing to do. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm I'm doing speedruns no matter what. I just need to figure out if I want to actually put the splits up on the screen and, you know, start streaming it. I think it could be a lot of fun. You know, I've always wanted to do speedrunning, right? Like every single time a GDQ comes around, I look at what they're doing and I'm like, man, that looks like fun. And the commentators are like super in-depth knowledge on everything that's going on. And every single time I'll head over to speedrun.com and I'll start, you know, searching the various games that I've played in the past and I look at the speedruns and I go, man, that looks just impossible. You know, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to pull that off. But watching the my YouTuber do it, that made it seem a lot more realistic to me. So I don't think it's going to go anywhere from here. I'm just going to do this because I've I've figured it out and I know I can do it. Maybe I'll try another game in the future and see if it's something I really do enjoy doing or if this is just kind of like a one off thing. But I'm proud of myself nonetheless, you know? For actually finally doing it, first of all, because I've wanted to do it for so long, but also just actually being able to do it. It's so much easier than I thought. So I'll keep you updated if I uh, end up tracking my PB and, and increasing my PB over time. What else is going on? Uh, not much. You know, Christmas is like now. By the time you're listening to this, probably it's Christmas Eve. So I took one day off of work, Christmas Eve. We'll do the the thing and then we'll, we'll get ready to le- get out of here, you know, move all of our stuff. I will say one thing I realized while I was recording the show is like, man, I'm really going to miss this microphone because this microphone that I'm using is a a top notch thing, but it's really not suited to be traveled with. It's very bulky and it has a lot of setup. I'm running it through an XLR uh, and an audio interface instead of just a USB mic. And so like that's a lot of gear to bring with me just for a, you know, a slightly better microphone than what a USB mic can give me. So I'm going to have to transition it back into a USB mic, which is sad. But what can you do? You know, probably if you listen to this through a smart speaker, you probably would never notice the difference anyway, because you're able to adjust your own audio levels on there, bass and treble and whatnot. But it's cool. You know, microphones are are designed to last for a very long time. I'm going to throw this thing into storage. Whenever I come back, it'll be there waiting for me. This is one of those forever purchases or close to it. So actually, I didn't even purchase it. It was a gift like a long time ago. So (laughs) anyway. Folks that's all for now. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're well. Chat soon.